On this episode of DC On Screen, a Shazam sequel already seems to be a Bruin. Idris Elba apparently isn't playing Deadshot after all. Who is he playing? Well, it's not Amanda Waller, cause looks like Viola is back. And if you hear a train in the distance, Jason tried his best, but do me a favor, send him a private message complaining about the train. He's not gonna listen to this. All that and more after this. <laughs> Earth as a singular planet. In fact, it is anything but. For this is a story not of a universe, but a multiverse. Where universes and planets, such as Earth, were replicated and mirrored across a vibrating, infinite plane. Some barely different from the next. Others drastically so. This is DC On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 540. I am your host, David C. Robertson. I can't remember the name of our show. And this is my co-host, Jason Goss. Another great start. Love it. I know. I love it. We've got to start getting more than two hours sleep in a 48 period hour time period before we record. Oh, yeah. I, I just, you know, just suggesting we sleep more. I would say eat mm. better, but we're actually doing pretty good. Pretty, pretty good on that. You know what? My, my bladder won't let me sleep for that long. Yeah, that happens. I'm getting old. Or I did a thing the other night where I woke up at 3.30, mm-hmm. super awake, and yep. I kept I kept going back to sleep for what I think were seven to eight minute increments. Like I kept looking at the clock every now and then. Mm-hmm. I seriously went to sleep probably 30 times between 3.30 and 6 when I needed to actually wake up. Oh, wow. It was it was weird. And every time I woke up, I was super awake. Except, guess what? The time I woke up when I needed to wake up. It was that last time where I was like, okay, I get, I'll get seven more minutes of sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's time to actually rise from the bed and like, oh, what a mess. So tired. Yeah, I, I can't do that. very pissed at my body. Oof. All right, so um, we have a new Patreon Yay! Person. Patron? Patron. I think they're patrons. <laughs> a new Patreon that's what the website person. Uh, uh, Eric Norris. Hello. And Eric sent us a message, just sitting in the cut, enjoying some DC. Heard about you guys through the Suicide Squad cast. Uh, so Eric, Eric did not start this whole sitting in the cut thing. That was Andy Halsey. Mm-hmm. But um, he's just he's just helping, laying it on, I, bringing back some you 90s. Know, I think... I think this is now, this is enough. This is enough to make this into a shirt for us. <laughs> this will be on the shop. I'm going to make it. Go for it. Along with all of our, or all of my, I can't remember if you did one. I'll have to go back and listen. The variations for sitting in the cut, laying in the gash, all of that. Like, I, th- I think this this is going to be a shirt, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give you a little bit of time. Anyway, uh, patreon.com slash DC on screen if you want to. Help support us. Five bucks gets you the Be Alm Indom deal. That is uh, episodes of Jason's Pull List, which we've... Coming out hot. We, we just put two of those up. Detective 1000 that you and I did together. We reviewed that comic, and then you did Rick and Morty 48. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. And um, one day, I'll get to some Dave's musings, Dave's news musings. I haven't seen anything I cared about talking about, really. So, it'll sorry. Happen. It'll happen. I promise a thing I haven't done. Yeah. And, you know, if I, I'm, I'm happy to say that when, you know, we'll, we'll acknowledge anybody who uh, who helps us out. And if you don't want to be called a Patreon or a Patreon, can we agree we'll call you whatever the hell you want to be called? Sure. Yeah. That's up to you. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. Have you ever, um, I can't remember his name now. There's a guy on YouTube 
and he does like reaction videos. Like he just reacts to other people's videos. Okay. And he basically was trying Wait. to come up with a name for people, the people who follow him. And he just blindly said Greg or something like he just, so that's what he calls his, his followers. He, he just goes, hi, Greg. And <laughs> he, you buy shirts that say, I am truly Greg or something like that. Nice. Uh, I wish I could remember that guy's name. He's pretty funny. Well, I mean, I think you could do a search and, and find it, but it's just not worth it. I think it's Danny Gonzalez. I think that's his name. You're going to have to weed through the other 2 million reaction view people. Well, like, my wife only watches a few people as Dance far as us concerned. And I know it's like Drew Gooden is one of them, and he's fantastic. And the other guy I think is Danny Gonzalez. I'm just going to look that up right now. Yep, that's him, Danny Gonzalez. Okay. I was going to say in the meantime, we have a $1 option where we will also call you whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. But uh, you you will not at that point get access to the extra content that we do right. have. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with like one one point five episodes a week right now of the extra content. Yeah, and I've got some. Ish. Yeah, I have some some more uh, chasing squirrels episodes, which is just random massades that we have on the show. And I cut them out because yeah. good lord, or we just forget we're recording. Yeah, mm-hmm. that happens too. Mm-hmm. So anyway, enough News. about Patreon. Hmm? News. News. Yes. Shazam's numbers are looking good. 167 worldwide. That's pretty solid. That is solid. They have made their their, uh, production back, which is being reported somewhere between 90 and 100 million. I heard 98. Okay. All right. They've done 64, almost 60, almost 68 domestically. Uh, We're going to get a Shazam too. This thing did not. No, it's it's doing fine. And it's only um, been open for a few days. I think that 68 included the uh, preview from a couple weeks ago. It did. That we contributed to. Mm-hmm. That I gladly threw shekels at. <laughs> I didn't throw shekels. I threw rubles. <laughs> <laughs> so many rubles. Actually, I think you threw a bunch of shekels, and I gave you cash later. No. <laughs> no, no, I threw I threw, threw shekels, and I gave and you a copy of you, Detective 1000. Yes, <laughs> you, pur- <laughs> you purchased my Detective 1000 for me. That was it. Because I'm like, I can't be bothered with, with pull lists right? <laughs> these days. You did your time. <laughs> I did do my time. Yeah. <laughs> and now my basement is full of individual you issues went, and I'm, I, I don't have room for anymore. You went with a hefty bag <laughs> down to Legion every freaking week. And mm-hmm. You did I your did. time, sir. Man, I respect it. And before that, the Comics and Cards Trading Post in Montgomery. Mm, nice. Shout out. Oh, don't go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we have Shazam. It was the third highest WB opening ever in China. It's doing well. Uh, Cinema score, it's got an A. It's tied with Wonder Woman for an A. Uh, Aquaman and Man of Steel had an A minus on Cinema score. Uh, Suicide Squad and Justice League had a B plus, and Superman, B, sorry, BVS had a uh, B on Cinema score. That's a little odd. Um, or if you want to talk about Rotten Tomatoes, it's still it's certified fresh over there at like, what, 93, 97? I don't know. I don't go to Rotten Tomatoes too much. Uh, instead of us giving you the actual Rotten Tomatoes score, I would like you to imagine a picture of an apple sitting in the sun for three weeks while it rots away. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be just about as useful. Well, that's fair. You know, just I don't imagine put the insects stock. coming and going, taking it, and then maybe like at the end, just like a weasel just grabs the whole fucking thing and runs away. Mm-hmm. I put a, I, I put about as much stock in the Rotten Tomatoes as I do the Oscars, so I don't really give a damn about it. But if uh, if there was one point I was trying to illustrate, it's that all things look good on the horizon for Shazam. They do. <laughs> 
except the other movies in the immediate future. But other than that, they look great. Yeah, I I mean, I think they'll do fine. It does suck that we only have a couple more weeks before Infinity War comes out and just destroys everything. I don't even think it's a couple. I think they've just got this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like Hellboy's. I don't. I don't think Hellboy's going to beat him. I really don't think that's going to be an oh, issue. Oh no, no, no! Hellboy's. Oh wait, wait, okay. All right. So they got Hellboy this weekend. Then they do have another free weekend. It is. You're right. It was a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds like a fine Easter Easter movie with the fam. Um, <laughs> and then. Avengers. So they there I I think personally, I thought it was gonna be two, but uh my prediction was between its premiere and Avengers it was gonna hold top box office. Yeah. And I feel pretty good about that, especially after this weekend. And I think, you know, Avengers is gonna make all the money for a minute. Oh yeah. It could Sh- legitimately Sh- make two and a half billion dollars. But Shazam might still have some legs. I mean, they're taking into account the fact that, you know, Avengers is gonna come in. Look, there's a reason that it's called Endgame. Because that movie is going to come in and bend everybody over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that I, is that movie's game. Yeah, put it in the end. Like I, I don't know what kind of movie. Yeah, if he hadn't hadn't forced that down you enough, I think Dave was trying to make an analogy of sorts. Um, I I can't imagine what anal genre penetration. Of film. Thank you very much for clarifying. I was unclear. Yeah. <laughs> Just what can you seriously think of one genre of film? And I can't. That could come out that weekend. And survive and make the money it was expected to make. Any, let's say any any yeah. genre premiering that weekend and still makes thirty million dollars uh, domestic. Mm-hmm. Can you name a single one? No, uh, I, I can't think of I anything. Genuinely cannot. Even franchises. I it could be the if, height of of of. Oh God, I can't even think of another franchise that would do it. I really can't. I think if if possibly possibly like a purge movie would not make its money that weekend. Well, no. Like the uh, the only thing I can think of is if there was a movie where Jesus Christ came back, all right, and got his hair cut by the Pope. Now, maybe that if there was an actual game. movie where on the Thursday night uh, midnight show that's really a six o'clock show now, um, during the middle of any any movie whatsoever, um, Jesus Christ himself actually appeared on screen and said, uh, "This is for real, and I'll be back all this weekend if you come watch this movie." Uh huh. Um. And then at the end, we're all going to wrap up and, and fly out of here. I, I, but only if you see this movie, by the way, he should add that. Then we're going to mm-hmm. beat it. We're going to beat it. So maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah. Short of divine intervention is what we're saying. Yeah. I feel good about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be amazing. I'm going to watch it really closely though and see if we're actually wrong. <laughs> like, I'll be damned. Rush hour four, beat it. <laughs> Everyone was just waiting for another uh, Owen Wilson and Chris Tucker team up was that who was in that movie no, that was like chris tucker and uh uh what's his name does his own stunts jackie chan no no what? i'm pretty sure that was like shanghai nights nah, i feel like i feel like that was rush hour no man rush hour was uh was not jackie chan i don't think we have to settle this make it quick oh, we have to settle I'm, this i'm finding it oh you're right damn it rush ah, hour's jackie chan yeah. oh wait it was shanghai nights owen wilson and no Jackie idea. Chan. I, I never saw that one. <laughs> I never saw any of these. Anyway, movies. they're not getting make it. They're not even being made. <laughs> yes, Shanghai Nights was Owen Wilson and and Jackie Chan. Okay, we understand where you were coming from at least. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> they also had Shanghai Noon. Okay. Well, I, I think we have. Uh, I, I think we have bruised this dead horse well enough. <laughs> it is shook. <laughs> I can't remember my 90s comedies or my early 2000s comedies. All feels like the same era to me. 
I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We'll be alright. We'll be alright. We're gonna make it. That's gonna bother me. I'm so sure Owen Wilson had a had a team up with Chris Tucker. Anyway. I'm gonna include a sound effect of a smacking sound in the background of the last few seconds. It's a piece of wood hitting a hitting a large piece of meat. <laughs> David Sandberg did the voice Maybe of a Mr. Sad, Mind. A sad Winnie sound. No, you can't do the Winnie sound because the horse is dead, friend. <laughs> You can accidentally make sounds when air leaves the lung. It's actually freaky. <laughs> uh, Please move on. I don't want that image in my head. Uh, I, I tried. I tried. You were telling me about Winnie's. And as I said, David Sandberg did the voice of Mr. Mind. Oh, good. Thank you. Oh, yes. That is cool. Mm-hmm. I hope he reprises the role. Absolutely. Um, and I, it sounds like they're interested in doing that. Uh, Peter Safran said, I think we love the juxtaposition of a supervillain, a super genius supervillain, basically Lex Luthor, but in the body of a space worm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just the juxtaposition of this unbelievably smart and villainous character, but in a little worm's body, a space worm. We always thought it was fun. We thought it was a great nod to the history of Shazam and the characters that go way back with him. Yeah. And his so, tiny little boombox. Yeah, his little, like... Speaker box thing? Yeah, his little throat box. Mm-hmm. Was he a smoker at some point, you think? <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, but yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's been your theory of his backstory, too. He once had a beautiful voice. He could sing opera. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Saffron did say, uh, as, uh, as far as how soon the sequel will be here, he says, I think you got kids that are growing up very quickly, so I suspect sooner rather than later. Before Asher that, Angel is taller than Zachary Levi. That's that's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you you don't see a lot of that kind of in the general continuity of what happens when Billy actually really grows up. Mm-hmm. Well, because they always reboot before Billy grows up. I know. It's like Dick Grayson grows up, but not Billy Batson. Poor bastard. Right. Has anyone ever done it? Uh, done it where like he can't? That's part of the magic. Part of like the sacrifice of the magic. He he's always going to be a fourteen year old real boy that he gets to be Shazam. Mmm, that'd be kind of cool. It could happen. I'm not familiar enough with Shazam in the books. I'm just, I'm really not well-read enough to know. I I would be interested in doing a thing where Billy Batson does grow up, but the cost of the magic is, you know, because Shazam is his full potential. Mm -hmm. If, like, he was, like, the opposite. So, like, he grew up, but he just, he was like Danny DeVito. (laughs) Nice. And, yeah. Nice. At least as he grows up, his power as Shazam weakens year after year. Mm. See, I like to think it's sort of a, I mean, we we, we see what happened with Black Adam. So, like, I think at some point it's just like, oh, if I I say the name and revert back to my human form, I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah, in a couple of versions, he just kind of turns to dust almost. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, speaking of him, did you see the Dwayne Johnson video? The who? The the, the Rock's little video. I saw he said that uh, the Black Adam was going to be coming or filming in about a year. I, I just saw him post a video from Hawaii where he was super excited about A, being in Hawaii, B, about to go uh, tear up his cheat meal or however he phrased it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, C, very excited about uh, Shazam, said he, he loved it, said it was a bunch of heart, and, uh, had had a bunch of kind words. Um, it seems to be a lot of what people are saying about Shazam. is It's funny, ton of heart, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And... Um, most importantly, said specifically, I can't wait to play back Adam, Black Adam. Um, he's like, that whole family is that they are in for a world of hurt. Like, <laughs> yeah. There is a day of reckoning or whatever he said. Yeah, he said, everybody's going to get their ass kicked. Yeah. I thought, oh, thank you for putting this out so soon, just to make sure no one can question if you're still on board and uh, what might be happening in the preceding film. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
we had Peter Safran explaining the cameo, the big Superman cameo at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And um, according to him, and of course, this could just be towing Warner Brothers line or their narrative, whatever you want to say. According to him, it wasn't a, about contract negotiations. He says at one point we'd hoped it was going to be Cavill doing it, but unfortunately his schedule didn't allow him to do it. We still wanted to do it anyway, and it turned out to be better because it let us do a hard cut on Freddy's reaction because if we had Cavill there, we'd actually we'd actually written lines, they had a dialogue, but then it's a little bit of a hat on hat because really what it's about is Freddy's reaction. So we got to get out on that. Yeah, the big payoff is that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I... It would have taken a lot away, and it would have set up a lot of expectations for uh, for kind of going forward. So I think they got the best of both worlds there. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not convinced they have a contract worked out. I don't think they do, but and if they had done this, they would it, Cavill kind of would have had him by the nuts. Let's face it, if they had done it, gone over well. He's he's got the he's got the leverage. I could see him not wanting to necessarily go that far with it, but he is filming The Witcher right now, isn't he? Is that what it's called? I think so. Uh, whatever. I don't know what it's called. I think it's called The Witcher on Netflix. It's but he is something. filming right now. So, like, all of this could... There's nothing about it that doesn't check. Yeah, I mean, well, at that time, at the it's time they line. were doing it, he was, he was, you know, busy running around doing, what was it, promos for Mission Impossible or doing... I don't know what no, he was doing. No, that was, that was later. I, maybe it's not... No, I don't know. I don't know what he had. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Man from know. Uncle Two. I don't know what he was up to at the time. We could probably look back on and look at his production schedule. But fuck it. Yeah, I'm I'm having a conversation I shouldn't have because I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm his, a hell of a host. I've seen him uh, in hotel rooms posting weird videos that uh, it where it, it kind of looks like he's bored in his hotel room. So I'm willing to believe he was on location somewhere. Mm-hmm. It tracks. Yeah. All right. So Henry Gaden, according to the rap is going to be returning to write the Shazam sequel. I uh, can't see how that's going to be a bad thing. No. I mean... Yeah. This was well written. Yeah. I'm down. This is a win. That's according to the rap. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I had Black Adam news, but since you already got to that, I'm Ooh. just going to move on. Yeah. Just just threw that in there. It felt right at the time. Yeah. I'm just going to slide it on down, buddy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm really excited about this. Uh, the freaking Suicide Squad movie... They have said it is called the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Peter Safran doesn't know what he's talking about with the reboot line. Okay, but um, just just putting that out there, it doesn't have to be a sequel. It could be a you know standalone sequel or you know something. But look, there is being reported now that Deadshot is not going to go away. Like. I mean, he is going to go away. He's not going to be... He won't be present, but he won't be... I mean, Will Smith is not necessarily going to go away. Right. Uh, Idris Elba is not playing Deadshot, apparently. He is going to be another character. They decided, and I don't know if this is like a Will Smith was like, wait, you're doing what now? I, I didn't. I just said I couldn't do this one. But this <laughs> no is... No point writing me off, man. I'm like... Yeah. I'm happy about this because I think Will Smith is great in the role. I think it makes a ton of sense to leave the possibility open for a solo movie or for another Suicide Squad film if Will wants to or can come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, As you pointed out, his character wraps up well enough that it would be okay. I I have pointed that out, but, but it does make little sense to leave that particular star hanging. Yeah. Uh, this is the best possible scenario for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that brings up the question, who is Idris Elba playing? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are, are kind of throwing Bronze Tiger out there. Yeah, and that's, that's the one I saw over and over again. I'm not going to lie. I would love that. No, that's fine. 
Like, oh, oh okay. It doesn't so. matter. It's Idris Elba, man. They can... DC version of Wolverine? Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Okay. That's fine. He could play Crazy Quilt, and I'll still probably think, well, he fucking killed that. Absolutely. And while I would... <laughs> look, I was thinking Black Spider. Mm-hmm. I mean... I would love to do the Greg Wiseman type of thing and have Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire play it because he's basically DC's Spider-Man, but bad. Nice. Um, I would love for it to be something like that, but it could be Idris Elba. They could do they could do that with Black Spider. I've seen you know there are different iterations, uh, uh, you know, just across the board. But I was also thinking, why does he have to be a member of the Suicide Squad? Yeah. Why sure. couldn't he be the big bad? Like, do you really get like when when Star Trek had Idris Elba, he was the big bad. Yeah, sure. So uh, one I of wouldn't... his first breakout movies, I can't remember the role, but it was uh, that was he was a bad guy, like a really creepy mm-hmm. bad guy. And I was just thinking, like, I thought two names came to mind that I would love to see Idris Elba play as if he was the villain of the film, right? Okay. General Eiling. Oh, remind me. Um, this is the general who hates metahumans. He hates superheroes. He's always on the outs with Waller and on the outs with, uh, we're not always on the outs with Waller, but they're always sort of, he's a sort of a foil for her and he's, he becomes, uh, what is it? The shaggy man? Is that right? The, the giant hulking figure, uh, no idea from, Uh, dude from Highlander played, played him in the flash. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) Okay. And J.K. Simmons did the voice of General Eiling on uh, Justice League Unlimited. Gotcha. gotcha. I anyway, know the archetype. He could, yeah. He could be that character. Or here's the one I'm really excited about. All right. How much would you love it if Idris Elba was DCEU's Vandal Savage? I could deal with that. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah. I could definitely deal with that. Like, or, I want, or go, I'll, I'll do that all day long. I mean, you can go like strange and cosmic with it. I mean, you could do something as kind of like, uh, like he would make a fun specter. Like something it would make a fun spec deep and cold like that. I think he could do it uh, really well. God, oh, Spectre would be a hard Suicide Squad villain. They're like, what the hell are they going to do about that? <laughs> and in my head, I just talked myself out of wanting him in the Suicide Squad at all. Why? Because I really want him to play Martian Manhunter. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but we already have a fantastic English actor playing. Mm-hmm. We don't have we don't have to get that twice. We can we can play we this don't. card somewhere else. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I would love to see him in, in any of these roles, man. I, I'll just I like the guy. Also, while we're at it, we're we're in the universe. I mean, f- who's gonna argue with him being John Stewart? Really? Uh, yeah, I would do that. I would. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's he a little would look old. Great in that costume. He would. <sighs> All right. So other exciting news about the casting. Over on Suicide Squad, or The Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, now, The Rap reported it. They claimed it was an exclusive, but someone on Twitter forgot the name. They posted a picture of Viola Davis, and they met her at some event and asked her if she was playing Waller again, and she said, sure am, find me someone to shoot. <laughs> and now The Rap is reporting with their exclusive that Viola Davis is coming back to play Amanda Waller. I can't be more excited about that. Oh, yeah. That was one we of have, your must-haves. That was one of my must-haves. We have that. We have dude Boomerang. Jai Courtney has come out and reiterated. He even said he wasn't sure he should have even said that, but he did reiterate that he is coming back. <laughs> um, Idris Elba is playing someone other than Deadshot, so we're not recasting Will Smith. Margot Robbie's expected return, and Discussing Film is reporting that Joel Kinnaman is coming back. So, well, Discussing Film isn't the most trustworthy source, I don't think. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about this. No, otherwise, uh, regardless of how much of this shakes out, uh, it was a good week to be excited about the Suicide Squad news. 
But I do, I do think Idris is going to wind up being Bronze Tiger because James Gunn, they've said it before, but James Gunn reiterated on his Instagram story earlier that uh, the inspiration he had, like uh, the John Ostrander cover, show up in his stories. Like I think that's what he's pushing towards is that run uh, as far as inspiration. And Bronze Tiger was a pretty heavy staple of that run. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I believe you. I don't. It's another one where I'm not well read enough to really say. Well, the entire run is available on Comicsology. It'll also be available elsewhere soon. DC Universe, yeah, soon. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about soon, but eventually. Eventually, yeah. I mean, before this, before this movie comes out, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, they they do prime it a little bit over there. Yeah, for sure. It's All a good right. Bet. So, you remember a while back when the Russos were asked about DC and they said a thing about how Superman isn't relatable and DC characters aren't relatable. No, but okay. Yeah. Well, a lot of people, I didn't remember it either, but a lot of people are upset about it uh, because they were asked if they would ever do a DC movie. And they said, I mean, our brains are so fogged at this point. I don't know. We can, uh, that I don't know we can consider anything, but you know, never say never. So now a lot of people are like, oh, which the Russo's directed DC. And, and then, then a lot of other started people the have... digging back into their past. And then now we have this other uh-huh. storyline about, but they said they weren't relatable and so on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think it is perfectly acceptable to say we don't get Superman. We wouldn't want to do a story with Superman. I think. No, I think you should say that in the interview. Oh, really? <laughs> like, I think specifically if they call you in for a general meeting and someone rings up, hey, because they don't, you don't always know who you're going to meet for what. Sometimes mm-hmm. they say Warner Brothers wants to meet you with you and you go, cool, that's a big studio. And you show up and they've given you a cool parking spot. And you know, oh, wait, that means they want to meet with me for something important. And you get mm-hmm. in there and you have no idea what's going on. And then they say, well, we're kind of wondering about this and this and this and this. And then we're wondering kind of how you feel about uh, Superman. I think it is your responsibility, if you feel that way, to say how you actually feel about Superman. Yeah, because as we preach on this show, there are lots of different tones and lots of different characters in the DC universe. And I, you know what? I am sure I am absolutely certain, 100% certain there is something that if the Russos were offered something, which they haven't been to our knowledge, and they were interested in something, which they're not, as far as we know, they should, they they would be able to do something like if I think there's plenty of things they could do very well in the DC universe. Yeah. But I I would even give them a shot at Superman if they want it. I'm just saying you, you have, all the rights in the world, and I think an obligation a little bit to the people that care more than you do if if you say, I really don't have any interest in that character, instead of taking a paycheck and pulling to John Peters or some shit. Yeah, like, if you say, like, this character has never, I've never gotten into this character, this character doesn't relate to me, because you were asked a random-ass question in an interview and you didn't have a good answer for it. Um, and legitimately, when they said their brains were fogged, I, I believe them. Like, where yeah. they were in production, because I remember when this interview came out, where they've, well, the where brains they've been are fogged, for the last three years the, in general... Oh, man, they barely, I, I doubt they remember what they ate for dinner most nights. Well, the brains are fogged thing happened very recently. That's the, the never say never comment. It's, well, it's still going to be, I mean, I believe you, but like, it's still going to be happening for them. Like, they're still, yeah, I mean, they're still uh, so uh, in it. Two years yeah. ago or whatever it was, last year, whatever they said, whatever they year. said, Superman was unrelatable. Uh, whatever that happened, they were still in the thick of it. They were still yeah. in the middle of all of this. Yeah, that's so cool. look, they were. We don't know their issues, man. We don't. They were asked a question. They answered. And they might change their minds. You know, we're people. We're all people. We all change our minds on things. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're listening to this show, which I doubt it, if you're if you're listening to this show, you probably don't have an issue. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. You're probably in, in our camp who's like, yeah, I'll give it a chance if it happens. You know who I'd... Because I'm pretty sure we scare away everybody else who just doesn't have... <laughs> yeah, for some people we're not mad enough, and for some people we're like too mad. It's weird. Uh, it's mm-hmm. hard to do. I mean, there's a lot of opinions. It's a huge yeah. spectrum, and I don't know where we are in it, but... Well, the, specifically with DC and, and Marvel stuff, everyone wants an echo chamber. Everyone wants to exist in an echo chamber. Yet. No, no, you can't say everyone. I know. But there are I've, like three of them out there that yeah, yeah, those can three accept are still a difference hanging in of there, opinion. Man. Still hanging in there. <laughs> All three of them have unused <laughs> philosophy degrees. <laughs> yeah, That's what I my mean, minor just, was. Mm-hmm. So anyway, one thing I would suggest, mm-hmm. if I did get that meeting with the Russos, and I was pitching him, hey, how would you feel about this or this or this? Mm-hmm. The question. Hmm. I know. I like I, Winter Soldier was as much a suspense mystery thriller as as anything else. Or it more so a suspense thriller movie than anything else in that universe so far. Mm-hmm. You could argue Captain Marvel to some extent, but um, but I thought they did a really good job with it. For me, that would that'd be the one. Or that I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I think. Um... See what was I thinking about earlier? Because I I had a I had an answer for this, and now it's like, it's escaped me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Interject it randomly into the conversation later. You know I will if it yeah. comes up. I know. <laughs> Just laying the groundwork for that. But you know if if they did a question movie, like I would throw maybe twenty million at that thing, man. I wouldn't. I would spend. Oh, like that doesn't nothing. need. Yeah, it does not need to be big budget. Yeah. But I got the feeling that they could do a, a thriller enough that they could make a tense movie. And sell that kind of character. And you know what? Uh, people would hate me. I swear people would hate me. But you know who I'd have direct the question? Huh? Joel Schumacher. <laughs> Why? Have you seen the number 23? I have. I don't remember. It is, ex- it is exactly the question. Like, all the feel, the look and the feel when he is, like, in his little imaginary world, when Carrie's in his little imaginary world, and it's, like, all noir, and there's, like, the the bright neon lights, and trench coats and i mean this right up schumacher's alley it really is maybe i just i wouldn't (laughs) i think i would you know i would say his name and i would get fired from warner brothers immediately i was like no he's got this i swear maybe we can't we can't release any dc movie with joel schumacher's name attached to it i swear we can't do that yeah we literally could not i I mean i don't think that would no Mm. i'd be like watch falling down watch the number 23 yeah He's a good director sometimes. <laughs> Make sure there are no action figures. <laughs> like, no, you do. You, I'm, I'm telling you, man. You have Schumacher do the question. Hard R. Give him 20 million. Let him go play. I, yeah, I don't think you'd have a chance unless you brought them. Unless the first discussion you had with them was bringing them the trailer for that movie. Like, you know, I'm not saying have them write it. But yeah, actually, that would be a pretty good call. Like, we could Deadpool it. Like you could have him, it. You'd have to. Yeah. Go grab Ed Brubaker. Ask yeah. him to write a short script with hopefully the promise of a movie. Yeah. Have Shoemaker, or Shoemaker, Schumacher come in and direct the short. Show it to Warner Brothers. A hundred grand. Show it to Warner Brothers. And then convince them, like, let's put it on the internet and see what everybody thinks. Normally you just throw it on the internet. Or let it leak. Apparently that's the, yeah, you just yeah. let it leak and. And just see what the see what the hubbub is, man. Because right. I believe it could work. I really do. Like that dude Maybe. has made enough good movies. It's possible. You might also tank the question as a uh, 
possibility for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if I was crazy, I would say, hey, have Frank Miller directed. We no. all saw the spirit. It was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that went well. I'm not truly gone. I can see you, though, like throwing I, I, like throwing 100 grand at it, getting the product, getting the trailer, watching mm-hmm. the trailer, and then turning to Joel and be like, this is fantastic. I'm going to turn this in immediately. This is, is this the only copy? I want to make sure I, it is. It is. Okay. I will protect this thing with my life. Driving immediately away and just, just putting it in the parking lot pavement mm-hmm. driving your car over it several times Be like this can never be spoken of again well look you know batman forever and batman and robin i'm not gonna say the dude didn't make the decision to put nipples on the costumes because i know he did yeah we know we know we know he, he he's owned it he's owned mm-hmm. it that's that was on him yeah but there were bigger problems because the nipples started in batman forever you don't hear people complain about batman forever like they do batman and robin but there were issues with both of those movies from the top down because before he didn't it ever have even got to the creative shots like it was a, a makeover show. <laughs> I mean, he had a, yeah, we've we've gone over that before. But it yeah. He uh he got screwed a little bit, but he was also part of his fate. Mm-hmm. There were yeah, there was there was some stuff that he did. We we're just like, What are you doing, man? What are you doing? Anyway. <laughs> Rough stuff. Maybe I'll, I'll remember what I was wanting the Russos to do at some point. Yeah. Like, that feels like it's, when we're yeah, like, yeah, we should wrap this up and get it gone. Yep. That feels like it's gone now forever. That's fine. You'll remember over, it Over to television. We got uh, a little Arrow news. The showrunners, or the showrunner, Beth Schwartz, uh, was talking a little bit about spinoffs. First, she was talking about the flash forwards, though. And she said it was definitely meant to grow the world that we had already built and to see the next generation of what Oliver and Felicity and our present day team have worked so hard for and sort of see what happens in the future. We love those characters and would love to see them go on in some capacity after the show's over. So that's a, that's an answer for whether or not they're going to just spin off. They might or they might throw them someplace else. Right. But the way that she's talking about it, though, leads me to feel like it would be a spinoff about the future. Not necessarily like, hey, let's throw Felicity over to Flash or let's throw, you know, something like that. I don't think they're going to do that. No, it doesn't sound like it right now. Uh, it, it sounds like the future would be the focus and that would be a future that's post whatever the crisis situation is going to be. So whatever we're seeing now, we can't truly trust is, is what they're building to. If anything, you can kind of trust that the dynamic they're working on mm-hmm. is maybe going to be the framework they're going to build on later. Maybe it's like they're going to do a show like it's like hell. It'll be post crisis. They could recast them. I mean, it, it, Arrow 2049 with John. What's his face? With Connor Hawk. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, still up in the air. Mm hmm. All right. So Lucifer, they, they released a little teaser trailer of Lucifer seductively walking out of a swimming pool and he has a little 666 tattooed on his lower torso. And uh, there's a tagline that says he has risen. And they say that the Netflix uh, series is going to be running uh, Wednesday, May 8th. That was 666 hours, by the way, from Cute. the time that the teaser trailer was released. Cute. It's going to have 10 episodes, and it's going to tell like the first part of what season four would have been. And then maybe they'll have a season five to wrap it up because the showrunners haven't learned their lesson. Yeah. They're not going to actually give us like a story and build on it. They're going to tease it. Um, and... It's still unclear if that's going to be the first episode on Wednesday or the whole season to me. They've certainly yeah. had enough time for it to have been the whole season. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if there's any trend here you can tell specifically. But to me, it seems like a lot of the times the 
Friday drop his whole seasons. I don't know what it means for it to drop on a Wednesday on Netflix. I, I didn't get to research that. I'll look it up or see if I can. We can find out. No, 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 no. No, no, I haven't. No, no. I have not seen uh, one way or the other. I haven't yet, but um, eh, it could show up. Or I should say, I don't remember seeing one way or the other. I, we may have already even um, well, TV time, on it. who we're fond of, mm-hmm. but is not always accurate. But they are uh, they're pretty good on uh, TV time. All of season four happens on five eight. So, and they've already got interesting. They've already got episode titles for everything. Okay. No descriptions, but yeah. All right. So leaning towards it all drops on May 8th. In which case, uh, well, I think either case, we'll probably just do a, a season review. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're not going to have time to do the full review because we, we, uh, all the other shows are wrapping up at the time. So what we're going to mm-hmm. do is we're going to, uh, like four days later, the other shows wrap up. We're going to take care of that, uh, the weekend, uh, the, the Wednesday following. Uh, during that week, there's going to be, uh, two more shows wrapping up. We're going to, again, take care of that probably the Wednesday following. This is all a guess, but probably how it'll work out. Yeah. Um, following that immediately, I go on vacation um, because we're going to try to take a honeymoon where no one breaks any bones and um, see how that works out. Mm. New Orleans yeah. has never actually harmed us physically, so we're going to go there, not get in a plane this time, see if that helps, and um, I'm going to go see Paul McCartney and... Uh, Oh, cool. This little heart of mine will grow several sizes. Cool, man. That's awesome. Oh, I'm excited. It's the only other beetle I haven't seen. I was too young you to should. know when George was around. I was really too young to know. John, clearly too young. Uh, mm-hmm. It was four years and some change before I was born. And then, um, yeah, yeah. Seen Ringo already. So, yeah, really excited. Anyway, um, then we'll probably have time to actually do the review of Lucifer. Yeah. It will not be it's, immediate. It's not a rush. But I don't feel like anyone's me. clamoring for it. If we're wrong no. about that, let me know. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't think anyone's clamoring for our review of Lucifer. So. If you're clamoring for it, let us know. We won't change anything, but it'll be nice to know that someone will listen. But we will <laughs> apologize personally. <laughs> Speaking of, of apologies, I, I'm so sorry, man. But um, we don't normally talk about this show, but Seth Rogen announced that Preacher is coming back for a final season on August 4th. The no, don't be sorry. That's be perfect. Final season. Is it? Yeah. Good. Yeah. No, I'm... Uh, um. Good shows aren't supposed to last forever. Like, same way Legion... I, oh, I agree. Le, like, Legion came out... Um, what's, what's What are we in? Uh, season... It's about to be season three? Three, right? Um, And they've already announced it's going to be the final season. Mm-hmm. Fucking perfect. Especially knowing what happens in season one and season two and where season two left it. Oh, yeah. Do season three and call it a day. You, you yeah, can't, I was nor should you keep it. up that level of quality and lunacy forever. I watched the last episode of season two and went well they're like three episodes away from being done aren't they (laughs) holy shit (laughs) they are possibly (laughs) but i'll take another 13 so uh preacher same thing uh bring it on freaking low god i've I've loved like every episode of preacher it's it's so good it's so fucking good man and um let me know if it holds up through the end and uh i'll I'll probably because four seasons is not is not a bad watch like I'm, I'll really, try to cram that in somewhere. Yeah, that's that's entirely doable. Um, I'll try to fit a, that underneath a rib fold or something. Yeah, I mean that's that's two or three weeks worth <laughs> of time, but it's still doable, and I, I think completely mm-hmm. worth it. I've oh god, I've really loved it. Um, but it's also to the point where like they've ramped up the crazy, uh, in in ways that were believable and wonderful. And I've really enjoyed, and yeah, let's wrap this bitch up and and go out on top. Yeah, yeah and that's that's good news for me. Hey, another segue. Speaking of wrapping up, here's my last uh, bit of news. There you go. Aha. Allison Mack has pled guilty. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 
God, that's so crazy. Yeah. Allison Mack, former Smallville actress. She played Chloe Sullivan. If you don't know, if this is your first time hearing of us uh, or hearing our, one of our episodes, if you haven't heard this news, Allison Mack was uh, involved in a sex cult. Nexium. Uh, Nexium. Yeah. And well, there was like Nexium, and then there was like a subcult within that called like DOS. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they grabbed her last year, April 2018, uh, on charges of sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, and conspiracy to commit forced labor. Um, she pled not guilty uh, back then. Now she has pled guilty. We don't know if she's got like a deal going on, but uh, um, what I read on it didn't. Uh, didn't have any inside information, but mm-hmm. all the suspicion, and I, I have to admit it, it feels right. Looks like, yeah, she probably cut a deal and she was going to turn. Yeah. And it look like she was, she had women acting as sex slaves, blackmailing people, you know, extortion stuff. Uh, she could serve anywhere from 15 years to life. Yeah. I mean, like, this is some serious stuff. It is possible that she gets out of this with something light, but only if uh, David, what's his name? And, uh, a couple other people are, if oh, it's oh, they they'd have to go down pretty hard. It feels like. Well, I mean, it is were like, not looking good. Yeah, there were a few different people involved, and I, I can't remember what she was. There was another woman that I've heard that they were like looking to uh, come down on harder. The some um, some heiress. I, I don't know. I, I I'm real bad about this. I just right. I didn't care about all these other people. I just cared about Allison Mack. <laughs> But Rainier, I mean, Keith yeah, Rainier was like the main the main guy. So yeah, I mean, oh Keith, that's his name. Keith Rainier, yeah. So there's a there's a bunch of people involved in this thing. Um, Allison Mack was you know blackmailing people into sleeping with this dude, and they were branding people in their pelvic areas with their initials and stuff. So it's all craziness, and um, yeah, oh, yeah, it's insane. Um, also, if if you're curious. Mm-hmm. There's a podcast called I think Escaping Nexium. Ooh. Um, I think it's uh, CBC. I don't know who CBC is, but um, and it, the trick is you have to spell it right. It's N X I V M. Mm-hmm. But I'll bet you they uh they put it in like the uh what is what is the actual Nexium medication like a heart something or other. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, reflux. Anyway, so uh, I intend to listen to that. I haven't had time. But this whole thing sounds fascinating. It's it's apparently the story of like somebody who actually did uh, leave, but it's their little uh, dialogue of how far it got and what they were doing and all that stuff. It's an inside story. Yeah, and I would you know I if you just want to hear a couple of people actually get into the meat of it, um, our friends over at the Suicide Squadcast. If you subscribe to their Patreon, they have a show called The Wall of Weird Sex, where they oh, just wow. delve into this whole Allison Mac thing. <laughs> and they do nice. updates. So there's that as well. But, um, you know, obviously I'm going to say if you only have $5 a month, spend it on our it's Patreon. Still, it should still be us, yeah. <laughs> it should still be us. That, you want to hear us rattle about Ernie Hudson yeah. for 20 minutes. Or hear and, me on a week where my pull list was particularly <laughs> light. And I've already covered Justice League a couple times. And that was uh-huh. the only one that was there. And I was like, well, we're going to do Rick and Morty this week because I want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed that episode. It was a good issue. <laughs> but, you know, there was something in there you didn't say that and maybe you meant to, but the Rick and Morty comics follow a different Rick and Morty, specifically a different 
universes Rick and Morty. Like they've actually like there's a there are two different ones. There's one from the show that they always name the number like the little serial number for the universe, and then the show has a separate one. I don't I mean, think the, I've ever noticed that the comic has a separate one. So like and like the creators have come out and said, oh yeah, we are we are definitely following a separate universe. <laughs> a I don't separate think universe I've ever noticed of Rick that. and Morty. <laughs> yeah, because they they bounce around so often that it's it it could be one of several, and it could be part of the show, but. Same time, I've never seen the comics come back into the show, so I, I don't, I don't know. I do agree with you there. Yeah, it, even within the show itself, it bounces around, and you know, Rick and Morty will be like, "Well, we gotta leave this reality." You, yeah, they'll just bounce. Like, let's disturb find, the squirrels. One similar, except for the, the last five seconds. Cool. Let's get out. <laughs> <laughs> you got friggin'. This is from the show. Where squirrels were Morty found out. Squirrels were uh, secretly conspiring. Secretly, secretly conspiring, and what were they talking about? Doing something like making something happen in the Middle East or something? It was just. Ridiculous. I really don't remember. I, I really <laughs> remember, but they were secretly controlling global dynamics in some capacity. And at some point, like they're doing their normal thing, and he's looking around, and then he kind of, as he's walking down the street, they start whispering to each other, like, "Look at him, though." And then the conversation's like, "He knows this one he knows. Looks we like have he to get can rid hear of us. Him. Damn it, Morty! I told you not to mess with the squirrels." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, great show. But yeah, great show, and it was a good Jason's pull list. It was it was Thank a you. good episode. Thank you, I enjoyed that. Well, uh, what do you think? You think we you want to get out of here? I believe so. Cool. I believe it's time, well, guys. Go. We'll see how our predictions fare in the next couple of weeks. I'm planning on throwing up another chasing squirrels this week. So enough. Patreon.com/slash DC on screen. Speaking of what, Jason? Squirrels. Oh yeah. Well, look how that turned out. Isn't that nice? We're so good. I didn't even plan that. Your poor subconscious is sitting there feeling unrewarded right now. <laughs> but I did a thing. My subconscious is sitting there like with a flask of whiskey. I try and I try and I try. But no matter what, <laughs> he never gives me the credit. Yeah. No, no, it's you're not, too honestly, busy putting together Star Trek puzzles Yeah, and watching Saint whatever that your wife is watching. That I can't remember the name of. Yeah. It may not be that angry. I think your subconscious is generally just sitting there leafing through an old copy of a Wolverine comic. Just generally <laughs> admiring yeah. the artwork. Yeah, my subconscious is just like looking in like backup stories by Sam Keith. Yeah, there we go. Like, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, Wolverine's like ridiculous looking, but this is pretty great. I love the 90s. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to take off, guys. Uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. We love you. Thank you. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC 52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time. TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a maladjusted production. Visit maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy and improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you maladjusted? El nuevo crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's es crujiente, tiernito, wholesome. Es pollo la McDonald's, un mordisco y es el nuevo Crispy Chicken Sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el app de McDonald's. Pa -pa -pa -pa. En McDonald's Participantes.